We just taking off, man. New week, new episode, man. Has-beens podcast, man. Episode 10, we back in the building. Short crew, we like the Clippers. I keep telling everybody. <laughs> we like the Clippers right now, man. We can't, everybody load managing, man. We got empty seats in the building. Oh, man. We gonna rock, man. Hopefully when we get to the playoffs, man, we not gonna, we not gonna go down like, we not gonna go broke like Jock. That's all I'm gonna say. Has-beens podcast, episode 10. It's your boy Cam Will back in the building again for another week. Make sure you catch me everywhere. Social media has been his podcast, Wild Card Sports, and of course, Cam Will made it. Um, we got a, we done made some configurations. We didn't, we didn't sign. We made an off season, mid season acquisition. Man, we got a new, a new member to the to the pod. Man, we got my boy Ben Ben Miller. I don't want to tell everybody your real name, Ben Tavius. Yeah, it's cool. I don't like to say. Bentavious? I don't know, man. Bentavious, that's how I'm rocking it. But, nah, everybody know. It's your boy, Ben Bugatti. I'm here on Has Been, Wildcard Sports. I'm the new addition to the party. I'm here each and every week. I'm about to have fun. I'm about to take off. What? Bro, what are you talking about? I'm just on it. I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm on it. Has Been's podcast, episode 10. We got a special, special, special guest in the building. Oh, man. Phenomenal woman. Phenomenal. I mean, I, I had to get my uh, my background check. Uh, I had to speed it up. Normally, I get more time, but I had to do a quick turnaround on this, one, so I had to pay good money for this one. But, you know, we got it in the building, I'm, and I'm, work, I'm working off my phone today. And normally, I got my laptop, but I'm working off my phone today, so don't be, don't be too mad at me. Don't be too mad at me. But we got the – I don't know if anybody – everybody knows, but Atlanta is – we got a nice, really dope culture scene, right? Mm-hmm. And in the in the in the midst of that culture scene, we got some athletic stuff going on out here. But it's I don't want to go. I don't want to start too early. I don't want to start. 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 But in the building today, we got a special guest, man, the voice of AEBL hoops, the voice. Of the McDonald's All American Tournament, that's correct. MC for the WWE, MC for Cricket. Uh, is it Cricket Wireless? I don't know what they go by now. Cricket. Let me just pull it. Up. Let me pull it. Up. That's it. I ain't messed up yet. We still tracking. We still rolling. Okay, I'm still going. We still rolling, baby. Co-founder. So this is why I'm really, in, I'm super impressed by. I, I want to talk about this more. Made for the W. Made for the W. I'm a, mm-hmm. made for the W. It, it. I read the 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 mission statement on your website, and a piece of it stuck out to me because it's kind of similar to what I'm trying to build over here with my brand. And I kind of read this to you real quick. Get to my notes. Mm-hmm. To build a go-to platform that embodied women's sports, sneaker culture, and cross promotion for the WNBA. And for me, my passion and, and my my drive to do what I do was the me feeling like I wasn't given the opportunity as a person of color, as somebody who, you know, loves sports, who felt like my culture especially took sports to a level that, you know, made it a multinational, multi-billion, trillion-dollar, you know, industry. And, you know, people like myself are finding really, really hard to, to find opportunities in, in this in this space. So I wanted to create kind of a space to bring people that were of color that aren't highly represented together and, and, and 
broadcast their talents. So to see you doing something like that for women, especially in a time like this, and I've even opened my eyes to see kind of we need to protect women and elevate women and, 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 and showcase what y'all do more. So it's dope to see that, you know, stuff like that was going on, and I'm glad that we're going to be able to talk about that today and put more people on game to what you got going on. So without further ado, I want to introduce everybody to Bria, and don't, don't, don't kill me. Bria Janelle, is it Janelle? No. Yes, okay. Bria Janelle, okay. yeah. Bria Janelle, man, yeah, everybody. you two for two. Okay. How you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing well, guys. Uh, I appreciate you guys having me on here. I know with everything going on. Uh, I'm not really sure how I follow up that intro. I feel like you set the stage and standards like really high. So I hope I deliver uh, <laughs> on today's show. Okay. If not, then... You know, it never happened. Like, so it humble, just, you know, so just... humble. So humble. I'm, she, she's queen MC. I mean, if, if it's going down in Atlanta, she probably rocking the mic and, and she telling me I'm setting the standard. I, I feel good with you telling me that. So, man, from one talker to another, thank you. MC, <laughs> you know what I mean? There we go. I'm hot, hot. <laughs> okay. So, I'm going to go ahead and we're going to, well, oh, hold on. We got to take a step back. I'm getting ahead of myself. Right. We got to do my moment of silence. All right. Moment of silence to our social media. Moment of silence to our followership. Moment of silence to the future. We need y'all help, everybody. We're building a platform here, like we said, man. I'm trying to put together a platform. Wildcard Sports, man, is going to be about bringing sports in our culture, man, and bringing it to one package and presenting it in a beautiful project. And, and, and in doing that, we want to put some of our best and brightest on, on Front Street and, and show everybody what we got, man. And um, we need y'all to support us, man. Tap in with us. And, and what we need, especially as a content as a content company, we need the likes. We need the, the comments. We need the subscribes. Yeah, the we need the traction, man, because it's all algorithms today. And them algorithms going to get our, our product in other people's eyes, man. And once they get it on them other eyes, man, you know, I feel like what we're going to be bringing going to be undeniable. So the only thing we need y'all to do while we keep bringing the heat is support. So for one second, I need you to pull out your phone, your, 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 your MacBook, your tablet, your iPad. What else they using these days? Android. Uh, whatever you using, crank your dial up up, type in Wild Card Sports, type in Hasbins Pod. Follow it, man. Bang the button, man. What my Man, just keep pushing. Subscribe, Wildcard TV on YouTube, man. For our listeners, man, the people who not watching us, go to your favorite podcast streaming app. Where you listen to podcasts, that man? I listen on my phone. What what app you use? Uh, straight podcast, the straight uh, the Apple podcast. Apple podcast. Bria, you listen to podcasts a lot. What app you use? I do I'm on Spotify. Spotify. I, I listen to. And I yeah. used to I used to listen on Stitcher, but I'm back on the Apple podcast. But guess what? Wherever you listen to it at. Trust me, man. It's on there. <laughs> Subscribe, tap in, man. Moment of silence. We're going to take a 20-second moment of silence for y'all to tap into our social media, and we're going to get it rocking. Hey, tell a friend, tell a friend. Tell a friend. All right, let's do it, man. Let's get into it, man. So we got our special guest in the building. Bria tapped in with us. 
again, appreciate you for being here. I want to sure. start at the very beginning, man. The first thing I read, you a former Hooper. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I hooped in high school. I won a state championship and I uh, played in college. So I got a little little game to me. So so are you from born and raised in Atlanta? I'm born and raised in Atlanta. Like, I don't know where everybody else went, but I'm like Northside Hospital, like born here, raised here, went to school here. Like I'm about as Georgia and Atlanta as it comes. And I'm like true to Atlanta because I root for every Atlanta sports team. And, you know, in today's society, that's not the easiest thing to do. So, uh, yeah, I I, I am (laughs) right. We're going to definitely talk about we're going to talk about the Atlanta sports scene. So so you you play high school ball out here. Where'd you play high school at? So I went to Greater Atlanta Christian. Everybody, most people know it as GAC. Uh, so I won a state championship there in 2007. Uh, we was we went undefeated that year, and then we went to Disney World after that. So that was really like a really dope experience uh, so, from the basketball oh, side. That's dope. Say 2007 is that um, is Maya Moore still hooping at that time? She was she still in high school? Yeah, yeah. So we graduated. We graduated the same year. Yeah, and she actually like when we because I was nominated for McDonald's All American Game. Oh and She actually played in the McDonald's All American right. Game, but like we were in the same like nominee class, and oh, it was yeah. pretty cool. But I yeah, got, Maya's doing yeah. Maya's doing Maya yeah, things. She, yeah, she, yeah, she, yeah, I, I got a couple. Off, <laughs> off the, she off the chain. Well, we already talked about the uh, what she was doing off the uh, when she left WNBA to mm-hmm. get. I Social forgot justice. the dude's name. Um, and then they end up getting married. We talked about that Jonathan before. Irons. Jonathan Irons. Yeah, we had a whole conversation yeah. about that. That's a little weird. I don't even want to talk about that one today. Yeah, I feel like cool, I mean, it's cool, but then the, yeah, it just <laughs> at the end is like ah, okay. We gonna just we gonna just read the first couple chapters and then right, right, right. yeah, because I you know how you don't ever finish a book and sometimes it's where you stopped in the book was perfect. We gonna leave it at that. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But but here on the basketball side, though, I had a couple – I got a friend uh, that went to Stevenson and played against Maya Moore, too, and he said she said she was absolutely the greatest thing she had ever seen, like, play basketball. Like, so let people in, like – because, one, I don't think that women hoopers – because I remember growing up, because I'm from Louisiana, I hooped against Simone Augustus um, when I was, like, maybe 15 – and just remembering like how like smooth she was and like she really had game. That's my home like, yeah. Oh yeah, she, yeah. Had, she had game like just like all the all the dudes from the park. I'm like, hold on. And that was like the first time I was like, okay, there's definitely some females out here that got some game. So put people on game to like how good Maya Moore really, really is. But not even just Maya Moore. All these yeah. yourself as well to be, you know, mm-hmm. in that category, to be right there at that pitiful uh, pivotal moment in time. Um, in high school, so yeah. you know, just take us take us back to that point. Uh, playing ball in high school was definitely a different experience. Um, our team was probably one. We were, I mean, we were the number one team in the state for our division. So I played in the class AA, and it was it's very different when you play at like a well-known private school. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, we traveled, we played in Denver, uh, we went to uh, Colorado, played in the Nike tournament. So I mean, we we traveled a lot, uh, we played a lot, but 
our team was actually better than the boys team. So it was always dope, you know, just to be able to to play against some of the best comp. Like I went to school in Gwinnett. So like some of the best competition in that Gwinnett County had to offer. And, uh, you know, we were smaller, like two way, we were in two way, uh, but we still, I mean, we brought, we brought the heat. So I mean, my, my high school team, I think that's hands down out of the, like all the teams, especially my senior year, all the teams I played it, played on, like between AAU and all that, that was, probably one of the best teams I've ever played on. And, and one thing I would say, like, it's, it's telling in all classifications because I was uh, from Dooley County High School. I went to a 1A school. So it's telling all around. Okay. You know what I mean, just because you double A, you know, for any listeners, like, it's talent in all classifications in Georgia from 1A all the way to 6A. So were, were y'all in? Absolutely. Yeah. You got anything else? I ain't want to cut you off. I know it's kind of delayed. Oh, no, no, you good. No, I was just agreeing. No, no, I was definitely disagreeing. I mean, like, we were very competitive. And, like, we actually played against uh, Maya. Like, I mean, obviously, we were in different divisions. But, mm-hmm. um, like, in a, in a tournament for Christmas, and I'll never forget, I was like, okay, she went to Collins Hill, which was, like, a 5A school at the time before mm-hmm. they went, like, up to, like, 8A or whatever now. So, like, 5A was the biggest, like, uh, conference or division. And we were 2A, so we played them in a, in a tournament at Brookwood. Man, Maya was sick. They said she had. They said she had the flu. I don't know if she had the flu, but she dropped forty on had us. A flu game on and you, and that was like the game. I was like, <laughs> yo, she had her own flu game. I'm like, yeah. I don't know if she really had the flu or she was sick, but she was sick. So they say, and she had forty points on us, and I was like, oh my god. We gonna get Maya more in the yeah. pod. She's so. gonna tell us about the flu game, and she's gonna tell you. Yeah, I, I remember it was in high school, man. I was playing some. These bums, man, and then and yeah. had a stomach bug. <laughs> game forty it was light work, light work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was. It, it was a forty piece. I want to say she only played three quarters, but we're not gonna go there. Uh, I don't want to just add, you know, fuel to this fire. But <laughs> look, look, <laughs> she was good. <laughs> yeah, Maya Moore used to cook. Yeah, nonetheless. So, so did you play point guard, or did you play what position did you play? No, I'm. Shooting guard. shooting guard. I was a two guard. Okay. So, like, I could actually, like, yeah, yeah. Like, point guard wasn't my thing. I just, I mean, I, I got handles, but I'm like, I'd rather shoot the rock. Give it to me late in the game. Like, let me just do what I do. Just a and, score. Uh, and yeah, so mentality. I was a smaller guard. Okay. Say that again? So you got that scores mentality. Kobe mentality. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, mama mentality. Like, even if I shot an air ball, you couldn't tell. I was going back down next possession, and I'm going to shoot that ball. Like, I just made three threes in a row. So, that was kind of the confidence I had when they go to basketball. See, with me in basketball, I'm, I'm more of a utility player. I'm not going to say I'm never – no McDonald's All-American credentials here. I was more of a utility player. I'm a scrappy guy. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a guy that you're going that, – that everybody on the opposing team is going to despise. But your teammates gonna love you. They gonna uh-huh. they gonna ride with you. They gonna talk about you. They gonna make people. They gonna be like, why they okay. why they like him? Why they you know why they like him so much? But I'm that guy. I'm the guy. Good locker room guy. I get on the floor. I do all okay. the the dirty work. You know, that's me. So okay, okay. Just want, just, I, I just want that. I just want to put it in perspective. So when you hear anything I say, it's coming from a utility guy. And so I might I might not know. You know I might not know. I might not know what. It, <laughs> I see it from your perspective. <laughs> but moving on from there, moving on from there, <laughs> what made you go from basketball and then step into the world of picking up the mic and, and, and being a, a MC, being the person in front of the mic, uh, 
because growing up, that that was one of the persons who, you know, kept the, the crowd hype. And typically, and I'm just going to say it, it was normally a dude. You know, it was just normally a dude, you know, yeah. look, go back to N1, the old baby, all that, mm-hmm. you know, they get the crowd hype. What made you say, man, that's my spot right there. I'm finna go take that. Yeah, so for me, like, I played basketball up to my junior year of college, and I got hurt. And um, it was just like, a, what's next for me? You know, and so I transferred from Mars. I went to Mars Hill College at the time, now called Mars Hill University. So I played basketball there, and uh, I transferred to Georgia Southern. And so for me, it was just like, I've never really lived that college lifestyle, um, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, when I was a, rewinding back, when I was a sophomore in college, I actually um, took a journalism course. And my professor said, hey, you know, we've got um, a well-known speaker coming in. Would anybody like to interview? Now, mind you, Mars Hill was like a small liberal arts school. So it's probably like 3,000 students. And so for me, I'm like, in the journalism class, I'm like, sure, I've never done interviews. But, you know, I'm an only child. I love to talk to everybody and never met a stranger. So, you know, we get to, you know, she's like, okay, just make sure you have your questions prepared. Just like little generic softball questions. And um, get to the day of the um, the actual event where I was getting ready to interview the sne- the speaker before she spoke. It just so happened to be my Angelou, mm-hmm. and um, my you know, and talking to her. And I mean, obviously, the interview um, it it didn't turn out how I thought it was going to turn out, but it was the best thing that ever happened. I cried most of it, so uh, that you know, it was just kind of like in between tears. I got questions out, say? but um, one thing that she told me is that she said. She said that there's uh, there's something about you, you know, your voice that was going to have the ability to change nations. And for me, being a young kid in college, I was like, OK, well, I'm going to play basketball and I'm going to be a WNBA or play overseas. And that's how I'm going to change nations. And, um, you know, she really became a mentor with me and it stuck with me um, up until she passed away. But, you know, for me, so when I went to Georgia Southern, just kind of keeping that little thing in the back of my mind, it was like, OK, I know my voice is going to change nations because she told me that and I did, she told this to me and I didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was just like, OK, how do I you know, make this a reality. And so I walked into a, the campus, like this building and campus. And I thought it was a television station. Cause I'm like, Oh, bet, you know, my grandfather has a background in television. Like I can, you know, get into television and be good. And it happens to be a radio station. And this guy named DJ Decaf, uh, he was like, yo, you're my science class. Now mind you, Georgia Southern has 40,000 students. And my science class alone had 500 in the auditorium. So he's like, long story short, he's like, yo, I do radio shows and hip hop show. I'd love for you to come on. So at the time I'm like, okay, cool. Like I got, you know, like people that I was playing with at the time, like, mm-hmm. you know, were coming up, you know, going up to getting drafted in the NBA. And so I'm like, oh, this is cool. So I have, you know, like, like Jared Jack, um, he was in the NBA at the time. Uh, Trey Tompkins was playing for the Clippers. So it was a bunch of guys that I knew that were like, like Jody Meeks that were getting drafted or played in the league. I was like, Hey, we'll come on your show. So that's how I started to build it. And then at the time it was like, well, shoot, let me reach out to some artists. So reached out to Wiz Khalifa. He came on and this is like before they were like who they are today. So like Wiz Khalifa, Big Sean Currency. And I'm like, yo, like, this is something like, this is really dope. Like, yo, like, I mean, I had people, you know, so being able to see these artists, like this was back when Sean was in Atlanta, like sleeping on one of his homegirls' couches, you know, so to mm-hmm. see like where he's come to now is like, really cool, you know, but that was like one of my first like hip hop interviews. And so I was just like, you know, I still felt like something was missing. So when I came back to Atlanta, um, I worked at Streets 94.5, which is an FM station here in Atlanta. And, um, you know, for me, I was just like, the, the FM radio station is cool, but... 
I'm still missing that sports, you know? And I, and I was like, how can I, what can I do that's different? That is my own lane, you know, and that like, I can still be around the game and not be sore every day. That was my biggest thing. It's like, I still want to be around the game, but I didn't want to be sore. Cause you know, playing sports, your body's always yeah. sore. So I'm like, I met Ja um, at a radio, at uh, a radio event who actually is the founder of ABL and this is before it even started back in 2012. He's like, yo, I got an idea for you. I think this is dope. It would be super different. Like you're a woman who plays sports. I don't know how many people know you play sports, but this is an opportunity for you to really expand, you know, like what you're doing. So what I did that same year is I went to New York and I went to every street ball league that ever existed in New York. So I went to Dykeman, I went to Rucker, I went to Rivington, I went to Hoops in the Sun. Like I went to every summer league just to understand the culture because street ball derived from New York. You know, and of course it branched out to you have the Drew League in LA and you got the, you had the Shy League in Chicago and then you go to, you know, you got Rump in Philly. So I was like, and I didn't see a woman. And to me, I believe like it's hard to become something that you don't see. And so I was like, yo, I want to be that woman that's on the, in the center of the court, that's talking trash, that I know basketball, you know? And so for me, that was kind of like the opening to what people see today, you know? And, and, and again, I'm... I have an understanding of the game of basketball. So a lot of people think I just pick up the mic and talk trash. I'm like, nah, like I, I did this, you know, for mm-hmm. 18 years of my life. So, you know, to be able to be a woman and doing that and just like the respect that I get from the, you know, the guys around the NBA is just like, to me, you know, that's one of the gratifying feelings, you know, to, like when Kyrie played in our league, he came up to me. He was like, yo, he's like, I'm from Jersey. And if you know Kyrie, like Kyrie grew up playing street ball. He was like, yo, I've never seen a girl or a woman do what you do. He was like, honestly, I've never seen a man, especially in this era, do what you do. You bring your own flair, your uniqueness to it. So for me, it's just like stuff like that, you know, or like when their nicknames stick or, you know, like that's just the stuff that just makes me be like, okay, like, this is this is why I do this, and so that's kind of like a backstory as to how I got into uh, AEBL. Did you did you ever see yourself like coaching in the midst of that? Like maybe before you really no. kind of took off with the music. <laughs> no, gotcha. no, heck no. I co I did. I had I had Lou laugh, and uh, it was years ago we were talking, and um, so I co I actually coached his camp for a week, the uh, the Lou Will camp, uh-huh. and I'm like, yo. Lou, like you are my guy, but I could, I cannot coach. Like this is, I, I just, I don't have enough patience for yeah, it. Yeah. Kids not listening. Like coaching is like to me, like teaching. Like not everybody is cut out to be a coach, and not everybody's cut out to be a teacher. But golly, I salute every single person that can either coach or teach or do both. Because I don't have the patience for it. Definitely got to have a lot of patience. Um, I juggle sometimes because <laughs> I, I love sports so much, and um. I juggle with, like, the coaching and training because I just – I have a big issue with kind of trainers and I, and how people have, like, monetized youth sports. So you're not getting – the kids yeah. aren't getting the best training. I also believe kind of they're right. – I think they're working on their bodies too early. And I really want to get involved in that and kind of create a pipeline where you do it the right way and we focus on actually growing these, you know, kids into good people – in the, the sports, because you never know, honestly, when you 12, where your body's going to go. Because me, I was I was 5'2", all the way up until I'm 16 years old, you know? Uh-huh. And then all uh-huh. of a sudden, I, a summer go by and I'm 6'1", 6'2", you know? Same. And then another summer come by 6'3", 6'4", you know? And so 
what are we doing with a kid in the weight room at 10? Lifting weights, doing leg squats. So, you know, for me, it's like a, a itch I want to get in there, but I don't know if I got the patience, like you say, to really – I can't do it. So I don't know. I might choke somebody. Parent. I might. Yeah. I might bring back too much of that old school flair. They might. They. They'll run me up out of there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The parents are celebrities these days. So you know you have to have an extra little amount of patience for it. You know. So for sure. So real quick, I heard you. Um, you mentioned that you played ball up until your junior year of college, and then you had an injury. Mm-hmm. What injury did you uh, mm-hmm. sustain? So I tore, I tore all of my ligaments in my left ankle. So it was have surgery and possibly red shirt, or it was, you have a 3.8 GPA. You can go back home, do what you want to do and start to walk on your purpose. So, you know, for me, it was like a no brainer. It was just trying to figure out what flaws going to go to, you know, cause I mean, I could have, I had enough credits to essentially graduate if I would have taken like another like summer school to graduate early. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I transferred back to Georgia Southern one, because, you know, it was a great school and two, they took all my credits. So I only had to take class <laughs> exactly. on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So I'm not, I mean, it was a- like, you know, cause I, I was like, Oh, I'm like at UGA. And, uh, they were like, Oh yeah, you have to start over as a freshman. So I was like, Oh, nah, no, oh, no. I was really about to say. Enjoy. I was about to say, ain't an HBCU you gonna transfer to? It's gonna they gonna they gonna take about two or three of your credits, and then they gonna right. make, yeah, and they gonna send everything else back. I'm like, what? I'm like, what? yeah. No, I'm not finna start. Yeah, it's no, like, no. yeah, yeah. Once <laughs> look, I locked into that account and agreed about three years into it. I was like, all right, we just gonna stick this one out. Right. <laughs> and here I am at thirty now. We're trying to change our career. You know, we gonna we gonna we gonna back into hey, this man. career. And we gonna we gonna do it a little backwards, but not this, this, today is not about me. Today is not about me. So, um, going back to the to the kind of the piece of the the mission statement that stuck out to me, and it's a cross promotion of the WNBA. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really one. It's a needed conversation, and uh, mm-hmm. I think it's an overlooked conversation as far as one the wage gap. And how do I think you, one, well, it'll help the wage gap. And then how do you improve the overall WNBA product to improve the viewership so that you can, I don't know how to, I'm trying to, now I got to get back into my serious mode. Like, so you can transition, I guess, these players into receiving more. Because, I I mean, I I clearly understand that the the NBA is the, the cash cow and they're bringing in just the levels of revenue they're bringing in aren't comparable now. I feel but. For what the women are bringing to the table, their skill sets and their craft, there can be more done to one improve the product, bring more viewers to the product, bring more attention, more revenue, more all to to the that situation, and then that'll allow them to get paid more. So I want to I want to start with the first question: Was you how do you one feel about the wage gap, and then two how do you think what do you think would be like the first step to like improving that gap? Right. So, I mean, as far as the wage gap, I mean, I think it goes back to the problem that we identified with Made for the W is that, you know, it was a marketing issue. Um, when you when players come into the NBA, they already have identities starting even back from high school and college. Mm-hmm. If I said Ant-Man, you already know that's Anthony Edwards potentially going, you know, he went to he went to Holy Spirit. He played one year at Georgia. He was a top player in the country and he potentially going to be the number one draft pick, if not number two, right? Mm-hmm. If I said Erica Wheeler, you can't spill off a, a fact. 
But I can tell you that she went un- she, she was a star at Rutgers. She went undrafted. She plays in a WNBA. She was the league, the uh, excuse me, the WNBA all-star MVP. But now she's overseas playing in Russia, right? So I think what we did with Made for That W is we identified like, hey, these girls are marketable. But, but when you only have 4% of media coverage on television for women's sports, it's a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think, you know, again, it goes back to what I said earlier. It's hard to become what you don't see, right? So we've known the NBA has been around for, what, 70 plus, almost 80 years. Right. And the WNBA has only been around for 25, you know? So it's like... Think of, you know, I'm 31. If I knew at, you know, even in college, what I know now, you know, think about like your grandparents, right? So the NBA, I equated to your grandparents. And then when you look at the WNBA, you equated to like where you are, where a sibling might be, right? So the knowledge is different. You know, the exposure is different. Like also, you know, I think, and I'm giving you guys this backstory to bring it back home to my point, but with the WNBA, it's always been like, on, on the office side, it's just my opinion. I feel like it's been like a stepping stone to get to the next level. Whereas, you know, the NBA, like WBA has had four commissioners in the past 10 years. Whereas the NBA, I can only name David Stern and Adam Silver, right? right. Mm-hmm. So I think it's more, it's more visibility. Um, it's more sponsor spending dollars, you know, money, money helps, right? So mm-hmm. I think in closing that wage gap, you know, you're not just going to be chilling on a Friday night see a WNBA game on ESPN. You might catch it on ESPN U or ESPN News, right. you know, or ESPN Plus, but you're not going to see it on the main ESPN. So I think it comes back down to visibility, which is why we created our platform because it, it is a marketing issue. So once you fix a marketing issue and you show how marketable these women are, you know, I mean, it's the my, most diverse league. I mean, you're dealing with different sexualities, you know, sexual pre- orientations. You're dealing with, you know, girls who don't look like your average soccer player or softball player. So, I mean, you're getting the a wide variety of women but when you really realize how marketable they are um you know the stories that they have the business Uh oh you there kind of breaking up hold on can y'all you're breaking up a little bit hold on you're going out no. Not, Nate, I think, I you think you're back. Uh-oh, let's try something. I think you're back. Am I back? You're back. Yeah, we got you. we back I'm back. Here you guys. Mm-hmm. All right, we good. Okay. So, yeah, so so that's the thing I think, you know, just to bring it back home is closing the wage gap is solving the, the marketing issue. Because once you realize, like, hey, these girls are marketable, you're going to put dollars into it, right? Like, you go to see Russ every night because, or LeBron every night because you're like, yo, he's bigger. He's the biggest player. He's the fastest player. He's the strongest player in the league, you know. But, you know, what he does off the court, you know, what he does on the court, you know, what shoes he's wearing, you know, what he's listening to, you know, what he writes on, you know, on his on the side of his shoe. So I think it's just once you start to get that same type of visibility and publicity for women, you'll start to see that wage gap close. Yeah, I absolutely agree, because I believe like uh, that's like being here with the Atlanta Dream. It's like those ticket sales are not really publicized to know, like, hey, it's a game going on here. Um Driving back to right. what you're saying, like that marketing, just just hyping it up, hyping up the game, hyping up those dominant players so that you can see, so you can sit around like, hey, the WNBA is coming on. Like, hey, let's get the wins. Let's make sure that we're here to watch them play. 
you know, uh, us both going to Tuskegee, yeah, exactly. I was able, like, for me, being an athlete, I played football. I, I enjoyed coming to support the girls' game prior to the fellas' game. You know what I mean, like, I got a kick out of that. You know what I mean? So I think it's just one mm-hmm. of those things where, as as a sports as a sports fan, if you like sports, you're gonna you should still gravitate to those females and watch those and watch them play. Exactly. Even speaking of the dream, you know, it's like they were. I mean, they've moved three different places in the past what eight years. They were at Phillips Arena at the time. Um, they went to Georgia Tech. Then they went back to, when it was now State State Farm Arena. Mm-hmm. Now they're in College Park. You know, so it's like it's hard to continue to get your fan base to travel with you. And then the marketing side of it, when's the last time you've seen a billboard inside of 285 of the Atlanta Dream? Now, yeah. I know if I go to the south side, I'll probably see one on a bus passing by on the Humbug. But right. yeah. in the city, you're not going to see, you know, the right. visibility. So, yeah. I mean, again, I feel like that's what closes the gap is this visibility. And then telling the stories of these of these amazing women. Right. And because definitely because I just remember one day I was just it's just it's kind of weird because me, I am a fan and like. And it, sometimes because I'm not just as tapped into women's sports as, you know, as I probably should, I normally don't notice these these young ladies until they get to, you know, the college levels. But I remember I played against mm-hmm. Angel McCautry in open gym and then just to, like, see her, like, you know, at, like, movie screeners and, like, nobody, you know, notices her. It, you know, I'm like, hey, you know, that's Angel right. And I'm excited to see her. But knowing that, you know, everybody else is not excited to see her, that leads me to my next question where – I think the NBA does a great job of promoting their players. Like you say, you look like they, they've embraced like the culture and the fashion. And like, like you say, like allowing us to see what LeBron is watching and wearing and listening to, and they really promote their best players. And like you say, you don't even see, you know, I never saw angel like the year she played here on a billboard anywhere in the city. You know, I've been living here since 20, you know, 2014, you know what I mean? And so what do you think, one, do you think the WNBA is doing a good enough job at promoting their best players? And two, I just lost that question. Do you think the W? I'll get back to it. Do you think the WNBA is doing a good enough job promoting their best players? Ooh, um, I'll just say I think that there is room for growth. I'm just gonna leave it at that. I think yeah. there's always room for growth uh, with the league, a, and I think it's a hit. Yeah. I think it's a hit. I ain't gonna push you too much. I ain't gonna make yeah. you piss nobody off. I yeah. I do. <laughs> I, I I accept that answer right there. I think it's a hit and miss at times. Uh, I only got like a couple that I just truthfully like follow or, or, or watch, like Della Dunn. I like mm-hmm. I like to watch her oh, play. Man. She's off the chain. She's she's a scorer though. You know, Brianna I mean? Stewart. That's oh, oh shout out shout out to Brianna Stewart. WNBA champ, my favorite player, man. Yeah. I just had to throw that one out there. But yeah, like like <laughs> it just bothers me to see that they don't like for the best players at least in my opinion, like let's start there because like that's kind of like no matter what happens, no matter who's on the Lakers roster, no matter who's on other rosters, people are going to come and tune uh-huh. in to either see LeBron, cheer for him, see what he got on, see him lose whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and I, I just I wish I knew where to I guess that's my next question. Where do you think the like starting point as far as like not for women, because you know, sometimes it's not on y'all to do it. What do you think the the it is some pressure on us? We should because 
Women spend shit tons of money on NBA players. They mm-hmm. jerseys, the games. They buying their husband tickets and and they taking their sons and daughters to the games. That's true. So I feel like it is kind of yeah. a onus on us dudes, really. And and a lot of these plights were for women. What do you think for dudes? You think is the next step to kind of put on us to to help y'all get to that next level? You know, I mean, I think it's just watching the game, you know, understanding, you know, wanting to know the players outside of the 10 that are constantly presented, right? Mm -hmm. So you could probably name me the ninth, 10th player off the bench from the Nuggets or possibly the Hawks or let's say Milwaukee. You can't name me the starting five for the the Seattle uh, Storm, you know? I'm not, That's true. You got me. Well, maybe or, or here's another. Name me the starting five for Las Vegas Aces. Well, I know, I know Aja Wilson out there. Uh huh. Huh? I'm through. Exactly. I mean, I'm a part of the problem. See, I'm, I'm willing to admit I'm part of the problem. But every day I'm gonna continue. So, so, so huh? Yeah, no. So I think it, it's it's starting to you know just watch. It just it starts with watching the games. You know, once you watch the game, you realize how competitive they are. Then you're like, right. I want to go to a game. Then once yeah. you go to a game, and you really see the the interactive experience because like when I like the LA Sparks, I feel like have the best in game presentation I've ever seen. I think there's actually better than the Lakers. You know, I was out in LA uh, doing an event and being at a Sparks game and just seeing like the electrifying atmosphere. I'm like, yo, this is like. This is better than a lot of NBA arenas that I've been in. And I mm-hmm. cover the NBA, right? So mm-hmm. I think it just comes back to getting that in-game experience. And then when you do, you start to, you know, look for platforms and things that support it, like, you know, made for the W, um, you know, that really show the the cool lifestyle component of we show you everything essentially that you see on the NBA side, on the WNBA side, you know, right. and, and we've actually expanded to to other sports as well. So, yeah. um, you know, that's the thing, interest, creating the interest. Okay. And let's, let's talk about, cause that's, that was the next thing on my list made for the W. So I'm going mm-hmm. to assume that the W stands for woman, but I'm a deep thinker. So I feel like you left that W there to mean multiple different things. Am I right or wrong? You're exactly right. I think it's the W. It's almost like when people are like, what are your why to meet? Because, you know, so it's myself along with two other co-founders, right? So the W, yes, the W is for women. But I, I'd like to take it, you know, personally a step farther and say, you know, what is, you know, people ask you like, what is your, what's the why that makes you cry? But for us, it's like, what is your W? Because, you know, I could ask, like I, I interviewed Carmelo and I was like, yo, when you hear May from W, what does that mean to you? And what he told me was not something that I thought of. You know, he was like, it's for the win. It's for that competitor that's like, you know, that 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 is born to compete. And I'm like, mm. OK, so let me ask somebody else. So then I had I had asked Michael Porter Jr. And I'm like, yo, what does made for the W mean to you? He was like, it's a winner's mentality. So everybody hears that W and t- goes to a different place. It could be the win. It could be the women. It could be your what. It could be your why, you know. Whatever so it's it really like, what is that? When you see it, it's what does Which it make you feel. Cool. Yeah, that's why I said. That's why yeah, when so I looked like, at it. I had to. I had to. I had to stop because I wanted to. Like, okay, what did she? What was she feeling when she named it? Because it might not be yeah. the. Because that's that's just how I, I, I process things. So for me, because yeah, I didn't, and yeah. the W is for. I mean, and that's what our platform is. You know, I mean, 
to give you a, a concrete answer, it's the W is for the woman. You know, I mean, everything that you want to know about the W, you know, may, you know, which is why we call it made for the W. Just seeing women in a cool light. But to me, you know, when when I see made for the W for per, like I said, for personal, it's like, what is your W? Like, what is that win with inside of you? Or how do you define it? So. We're gonna say it's an open interpretation. Yeah. Just my personal thoughts. <laughs> so make sure y'all tap in one. Made for the W on Instagram. www.madefortheW.com. Where else can they find you at? I mean, I just I just got to Twitter. So I mean, not Twitter. Face. I mean, Instagram. Twitter. Yeah, so we're on Instagram, made for the W. Um, we're on Twitter, made for the W underscore, and we're on Facebook, um, made for the W. So, and then, like you said, the website, made for the W.com. So, I definitely have to shout out my two business partners, Melanie and Sim. Uh, this has definitely been a, a you know, great uh, collective effort in coming up with the name one, and then two, just seeing the vision, you know, to life. So, you know, the, I, I feel like the three of us have definitely done something special uh for the culture and you know i definitely and like i said gotta shout them out too because uh they they you know yeah definitely. They, they're definitely the uh the amazing co-founders you know and it's been an awesome experience yeah and i think when i was doing my reading one of them is was uh either is a law a lawyer uh, can you guys hear? yeah you're yes. in there yes 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 a lawyer correct one of them's a lawyer oh. and the other one's a content creator correct Yes, Sim is a lawyer and Mel is a content creator. And uh, they, they're a background. Mel worked at NBA television and Sim's worked with a plethora of athletes over the years. So, yeah, we, we're not no spring yeah. chickens at this. Like, we, I was we, about we've to been say, that's it sounds like a dream team y'all put together and it was just the right pieces, man. You had the the, the, the yeah. right mix. You got the facilitator. You got the score. You got the rebounder, the defender. You yeah. got everything in there, man. So I was reading. I was like, oh, yeah, she definitely, they came with it. Um with the team and then like you said y'all grown now um you found it in 2017 or 18 which one get me right 2018 mm-hmm. started off with what it was you two it was the two of y'all first right it was it you was Melanie, and yeah, was Melanie. and then the, the mm-hmm. I'm gonna call it the lawyer no disrespect the lawyer joined third yeah. we don't call it Sim. 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 okay Sim. <laughs> yeah right. and then next thing you know 2020 y'all up to what you say 25 or more some of the best you know content creators some of the best just in their craft just under one umbrella now right absolutely yeah we have some amazing contributors literally around the country and in the international um that contribute to make make made for the w what it is you know i mean sim mel and i run the triangle offense but i'm telling you we have some of the greatest um teammates that, that I think anybody could ever have. And they're so selfless, you know, and just like everybody has bought into the vision of, you know, not necessarily the right now, but it's a long-term where we're going, the potential, you know, and as we continue to expand with it, it's just like, it's a beautiful thing to see, you know, and, and, and the fact that you have that many people on the same page is for this period of time is rare. Come you know? on now. So I, know how, I know how hard that is. I'm just, I'm just getting started. I'm a little over a year in the game and I'm still having trouble getting all these people here for a pot. You know what I'm saying? So I understand how difficult, that's why I say I'm super impressed with you all being able to come together, keep the vision and then bring people in. And that's, that's, and for a vision like this, where, where you, it's hard to get a lot of people out of the bed for, you know, like 
I'm just going to be honest mm-hmm. because I, I've come so far with just kind of how I view women and how I treat women and how I just kind of look at the issues y'all face and just like five, ten years ago, man, what? Follow what? You know, so it's just like yeah. I understand how difficult that is to get people to kind of even tap in and open their eyes and open their ears and even give it a chance. So for y'all to be still going strong and growing like that again, congrats, more power, more blessings. We 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 gonna definitely keep keep our eye on y'all. But I wanna I'm looking through it. That's why I said like I'm spending time looking through it. And like I said, to me it feels like like you say this total package. Like it feel like league fits. It feel like a uh, Bleacher Report. It feel like you know it feel like all those like you say those outlets that four percent of the coverage only goes to women. It feel like it's all getting embodied right here. You getting the kicks. I mean, and for me, I love yeah, women kicks, man. I'm a the kids going crazy. yeah, I'm a colorful guy, man. So I actually envy, and I think I stole a lot of my style from women. Um, so it's definitely dope to to be picking off y'all styles. I got just a one stop shop now to come and just pick off y'all styles and find clothes that actually come in my size that I can buy that y'all got. But there we go. Can you can you? Because I don't. I mean, I hate telling people stories. Can you just kind of tell? the listeners just a little bit more about your platform and just kind of where you are now and where you guys plan to go and, and where you see yourself and like impacting the game. And let's just say 20, 20, 2025. Right, right, right. Um, I mean, for us, it's really leaving the game better than what we found it. You know, right now it is, we we are in expansion season. So we started off with the WNBA um, for the past two years. We covered the WNBA and I think we've been pretty successful just showing how dope these women are. And, and I think you've seen the ripple effect of, you know, the other female outlet outlets that have come or like the other women's, the other platforms that have created women's divisions just, you know, and, and really highlighting the WNBA. So for us, that's like the dopest thing. And I think just highlighting, um, you know, creating more awareness for for other sports so like right now uh well last week we're weekend we announced um that we were expanding into softball <laughs> track uh tent and soccer so you know it's really just expanding out and being that being on the level of those like you said the bleacher reports and your league fits and slam and you know those platforms and you know I, we have some really dope stuff in the works i'm not gonna speak on it yet um but really just you know being that go-to platform um in elevating the culture for women this is i ain't gonna lie to you i'm sitting here listening to you but i just everybody need to tap into this platform because i it just show you like it's just a lot of dope shit that women are doing, that women are wearing it. Mm-hmm. It's just, man, it's just not getting enough. It's just not getting enough. So I'm going to do my part. I'm going to definitely, I, you got my word. I'm tapped in, I'm locked in, and I'm going to do everything I can do, one, to keep pushing the narrative because I was so trash at it before. Yeah. I got to be 10 times better <laughs> moving forward. You know what but I mean? Yeah, prior, prior to but to hear also people that are listening to if they're uh, tapped in, we're we're running. Um, uh, we are doing a giveaway right now for the um, the center of gravity Jordan thirty five. So all you have to do is literally plat- follow our platform and then com- put your size comment to uh, friends that to friends on Instagram or Twitter, and you could be going home with a free pair of Jordan thirty five, just like that. Follow. I'm liking the post. I'm commenting my shoe size. I'm finna tag some friends <laughs> right now. Hold on. Uh-huh. Hey, hey, P. <laughs> I'm tagging yeah. you. Free shoes. Come on, man. You need to pay for shoes. And I'm only tagging dudes because they need to be over here. <laughs> tapping in. Tag me so I can, here we go. 
No, I'm not tagging you. That's Why would I tag you? That's she just told you. That's not. Don't worry about that's it. a yeah. Go tag somebody else. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not letting them get off like that. Don't worry about it. Okay, so <laughs> where we at? Where we at? I'm yeah, because like uh, other than coming across you now, um, the only other female that I known that was out here that was covering sports was uh my Asia Simone, and she was she's been out here mm-hmm. in Atlanta for like the last couple years, and she's been covering like mm-hmm. sports and men's sports. So it's definitely been mm-hmm. dope to like dope. see women in the field forever. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, stay tuned. Once we get back to wherever or going, not even getting back. Once we go forward to this new normal. Yeah. You're going to see some dope sports coverage. Oh, especially personally on my side, it'll be good. Glad, you know, I'll be glad to finally get back out in the city and start you, hosting stuff. Aren't you tired of telling people that? Cause I, I'm so tired of telling, I got so much plan. I got so much plan this year. Then just blew me. I'm just like, oh. listen. If y'all come up like what I had like lined up and everything that got canceled, you'd be like, whoa. Yeah, but I can only imagine. It's, the, it's that moment when you had to cancel. <laughs> yeah, I just so 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 I I'm glad that I'm I'm glad that because you know sometimes just hearing somebody else going through it just make you kind of like feel a little better about your situation. So I'm glad to just not glad that you're not getting any, you know, what you need to get done now, but just kind of glad to hear that I'm not the only person over here just pulling my hair out, trying to get back on the streets. I had so much Yeah, man, you really got to figure out how to, that's something to thank, you know, thank God that we do have made for the W, but it's also understanding how to be, you know, with your personal brand, just innovative and creative, you know, right. and yeah. it, as a creator, you know, I feel like the world finally understood what it's like to be an entrepreneur and work from home you know it's different you know you have to be on your own set schedule set your own schedule you have to be disciplined you got to have time to eat if you're going to eat you know in between meetings so yeah i mean i'm I'm glad i felt like i was prepared for this pandemic because i'm like yo if i'm not on the road touring i'm at home working banging out on this keyboard you know so i don't i don't think they understand i'm like you said i don't think they like, cause after I get done just with like one pot, like I don't think they understand like when you just done with this, like how much you gotta really do what go into it. Yeah. I'd be all, like, you yeah. said, I'd be having to like really like, okay, I'm gonna eat at like three thirty, and then I'm gonna take yeah. like five minutes, and yeah. I gotta get right back to it. And you be planning exactly. your week out ten days at a time, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's definitely exactly. a, a tough life, but uh, and being stuck in the house and just like here all day, man, it's just oh, I, I, I'm ready to risk it all. I'm ready to risk yeah. it all. <laughs> look, I, I'm starting to look. I'm starting to see the runs. People running. I was running from COVID. I'm like, hey, man, y'all trying to hoop? I might get back out yeah. there, man. I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> but I got to, um, uh, let's see which one I want to hit you with first. I'm going to come back to some some relevant questions. I want to go through a rapid fire kind of some stuff that's going on in the world. See what you feel about just some regular sports stuff. So we start with, we're going to keep it style. We're going to start with style first, man. NFL, Jeff Garcia, people, mm-hmm. Jeff Garcia went on to, I think, some type of 49ers propaganda radio, and he talked real bad about my guy Cam Newton. And I don't know if everybody knows I'm a Cam Newton fan, big-time fan. I understand all his downfalls as a player. But my boy Jeff Garcia, man, he, he tried my boy Cam on a personal level. So I'm a, I don't know if y'all heard the clip, but I'm going to let y'all hear it real quick. 
into this game, two touchdowns, four interceptions. You throw, what, three more interceptions? You get yanked in the second half. There's nothing good going your way. Why are you dressing like that to bring more attention to yourself? I'd be trying to ask the equipment managers, put me in your jock sock court and sneak me in the back door and I'll show up on the field and do like, the best that I can. Jeff, this sounds like you're speaking from too much experience here. Okay, this sounds you know like what? you're speaking I mean, from experience. This, this just goes back to a couple years of just watching this guy and seeing him at the podium, but yet what he's doing on the field does not translate to being that guy. That's Jeff Garcia on my guy, Cam. Personally, and, for sure. Huh? It was a little personal because at the end he even kind of admitted it was a little personal. He'd been sitting watching this guy right. for a couple of years, and obviously he's upset with him. And Cam responded. I don't got his response on digits. But he responded and, and said he understood what Jeff Garcia was saying. Well, I'm going to be the first to say I don't understand okay. what Jeff Garcia is saying. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it kind of speaks – Cam response, what Jeff Garcia said – and Cam responds kind of just speaks to the overall point I'm trying to make where they I just feel like, you know, with black athletes, especially in the NFL, quarterbacks, you know, guys of any type of stature, they want to nitpick and make them company men. And then those same athletes feel like they got to respond then with the company man answer. Right. Instead of, you know, Jeff Garcia all oh, got his head popping on TV and shit. And Cam knew, you know, because of how just the narrative and the things they, you know, they throw at our black athletes, he got to kind of sit back, be humble. Oh, yeah, I kind of understand what you're saying about my clothes. No, the fuck I don't, actually. What are you saying about my clothes? Right. I mean, I'm, a, I'm still a firm believer. Right. You look good, you play good. Sometimes, you know, that can not go the way you yeah. planned on having it. But I think it comes with a lot of confidence factor. Like, I'm going to be the guy that when I walk in the building, I'm sharp, I look good, I'm ready to – suit up get with my guys i'm gonna be a representation of the organization so i think that's more of cam style but and plus just being a part of the culture overall yeah you know what i mean and i think what jeff is like yeah you 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 know you have a bad game what i'm supposed to not already have you know fly yeah i'm supposed to what, come to come to I, come you know, come the next to the game, game looking like he, shit no right. i don't need to comb my hair because i lost last game like what like, that doesn't make any sense you know i just like for me and i and i let you go out there this bria uh I just don't understand what their expectations of of prominent black leaders in this athletic community. But I, I would like to hear your opinion on kind of what you took from that clip. Yeah, I was, I'm just going to say I'm going to give a kind of a blanket statement and say treat Cam, you know, when it comes to, you know, his mistakes the same way you would uh, another quarterback who throws, you know, three interceptions against, you know, but you want to call him the great, you know, and he's not benched, you know, and he blows a huge game in Chicago. So, you know what I mean? So I say that to say, I mean, I, of course, you know, too much is given, much is required. Right. And, and I mean, unfortunately it comes with the territory. I don't think it's fair, but I don't think we're going to see, you know, um, it's like, at what point do we start to see change? If that makes sense. Right. Uh, um, so I don't know, man. I just, I just wish they didn't go so hard on. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I mean, I wish they wouldn't go so hard on cam. Uh, I mean, I think he's a great quarterback, you know, he's from Atlanta 
and he went to uh, Westlake High School. You know what I'm saying? So that's a, it's a, you know, I mean, that's very close to home. But um, I don't know, man. I just, I just feel like it's unfortunate. But because they're in that position, you know, the quarterback is a go-to uh, position. That oops, sorry, guys. Uh, that is a go-to position. That uh, yeah. It is what it is, unfortunately. And I salute Belichick for still saying, you know, Cam is still their guy. It's not like it's over. You know what I mean? So Right. I just hate how they kind of handle. I just just hate how they handle black quarterbacks. Like, I don't don't see another, like, this the leash that we have is like, how many starting quarterbacks, like if this is your guy, how many starting quarterbacks do we see get benched? No matter how p- terrible they're playing, I'm yeah. like, when, how, when do we? I think it happens. It's not. It's just, it just really not often, unless they're like already. Yeah, thinking. I mean, you're not gonna see Aaron Rodgers get benched or a Tom Brady get benched. But yeah, I think he played again, like it was shit last like, week. Aaron Rodgers absolutely yeah. got destroyed. He yeah. played terrible. It, it was never a thought yeah. that Aaron Rodgers was ever gonna be benched. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like it's just like for me, it exactly. just really happens too frequently for me. It bothers me. But I, but All in defense, I, think Belichick, did, <laughs> I think Belichick did do that to Brady before, and that's how we got to see uh, Galapagos. No, he got hurt. Got hurt. No, that's Brady. Yeah, Brady yeah. was just hurt. Okay. Oh no, yeah, Brady so didn't touch that. Belt. Was it? Was it her? Was it the plate game? It was. Yeah, it was. A, it was the suspensions. Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt, and that's how Jacoby Brissett got the the, gotcha. the go. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how it went. Um, let me see. John Wall, oh my, Ooh. oh my, he is such a, it just seemed like John Wall keep making my show. First he throwing gang signs up at the at the, at the the party, and Colt, man, you need to be getting right. Then he on ESPN, talking sports, playing spades. Then he, then you in the season, now we finally, now you finally want to do what you supposed to do? This is what you do for a living: play basketball. I'm sure if you're getting paid forty million plus next year to play basketball, and the first time I see him play basketball, he got Michael Beasley, a guy who hadn't played a meaningful NBA minute in years, in his chest, sliding with him. I'm not John Wall. I'm not impressed with what I see, but I had you haven't impressed. Also, what was that? Was it the ESPYs when he came up there and introduced Bradley Bill? Whatever that was, he destroyed John Wall. Tighten up, fella. I don't. I don't know what's going on with John Wall, but he. Jonathan. He is finna be his. He is finna be the second member of my all Dwayne Bacon team. And Bree, I don't know if you know. Do you know Dwayne Bacon? Yes, that plays in Charlotte. <sighs> you know. I hope I what I'm finna say. I hope if, if if that's your boy, just 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 cover your ears. But Dwayne Bacon, he is stealing, stealing, stealing money from the National Basketball Association. And John Wall, you about to join the Dwayne Bacon all theft first team? Okay, I need to see more out of John Wall, man. You gotta get out of Washington. What you feel about John Wall and just kind of his his pandemic behavior? Yeah, I mean, I think John Wall just needs to get back to playing basketball, uh, surround himself with more basketball-minded people. Um, I I have always said I believe that. I don't really feel like he's had, like, any vets that he's played around. 
you know, he came in and was that guy in Washington and he's right. been that guy, you know, I mean, I can't think of, I mean, you say Bradley Beal, I don't, you know, people say like, Oh, he's got his one, two combo, but I don't feel like he's had a vet to really develop him. Like I, like, for example, I don't feel like LeBron became LeBron until he went to Miami and won a championship with D Wade, you right. know, it was around right. Pat Riley and, and, and um, Eric Spolstra, you know, so I'm saying he had those players to develop him that had those um, winning, you know, Understood what it was like to win, you know, and so you got to think John Wall did one year, you know, and then was that guy. So, you know, I think he needs a a vet around him. I think we'll really see John Wall reach another level of John Wall. I can agree to that. Do you think John Wall going to come back and uh, be anything close to the John Wall we last saw play? Just a prediction. I feel like John Wall was going to have that Derrick Rose approach, like like that kind of chip on his shoulder. Like he's got something to prove, you know, because again, it's like your legacy starts to ride on this. Like D Rose, you know, he went from Chicago and, um, you know, he, like his best, he, I think, you know, his bounce back was Minnesota in that 50 point game that he yeah, had. You know, sure. I feel like that kind of recreated his legacy. I think yeah. the same thing with John Wall. Like, he's just got to get back in the momentum, get a groove back. I mean, he hasn't played basketball almost, what, a year two and a half, two years, two you years, know, just from injury. Sure. And, and I saw they were talking about uh, he's, he's, so, shooting, I mean, he's shooting the ball a lot better. That's the main thing. Like, I guess shooting with yeah. his problem is more of, it's more of a slasher type. Yeah. So he's going to definitely, cause, yeah, because, you know, just because when he, his foot was the first problem, then it went from his foot to an Achilles. So just knowing them two injuries, you know mm-hmm. he's going to be a step slower. So like you say, I think you might be right where this is going to be his time to kind of – he's going to reinvent his game. And, and like you say, he's yeah. going to prove he can still hoop. Mm-hmm. And he got, a, he got a lot of money. He got a lot of money getting paid to him, so he's going to have a lot of – You got a lot of dollars behind him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Them dollar bills going to definitely have to either motivate him or he going to – the team going to – they going to – hey, yo. Maybe that can't. Maybe that's why you can't get nobody there. You said what? Maybe that's why you can't get nobody there. Check is heavy. Oh, oh, yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. That Washington Wizard team, they uh, they scrapped over there. So, um, in the world of culture, Rudy Giuliani mm-hmm. got caught doing some um, I'll say political behavior. He got caught doing mm-hmm. some quite political behavior. Uh, ben, you know what happened? Yeah, it was something about uh, the way he was like positioning himself on set. <laughs> <laughs> it was the funny because it was like, it really, yeah, I had to do it. The right. way that he was he positioned himself on set uh-huh. and definitely seemed like a little sexual harassment kind of issue going on there. So for the for the listeners, Borat and I didn't know this actually. Uh, so this actually has now got me into Borat. But Borat is a is a what is it mockumentary is that is that what they call them? Well, I think it's a mockumentary, pretty much where they go and they try to prank politicians, okay. and they just do things and put them in compromising positions and, and do it. So Rudy Giuliani, so well, the main actor, his daughter is playing his daughter in the movie, but she's playing a fifteen year old. She's twenty four years old, mm-hmm. and she does this interview with um, Rudy, this fake interview. They schedule an interview, do the interview. And then after the interview, she invites him back to the room. And, you know, we get back there. My boy thought it was go time. You know what I mean? (laughs) You know, he he thought he was back in college. He's stumbling back to the dorm. And he goes straight, you know, he go for the kill. He lay down. And he, in my opinion, he get to doing a little too much. 
He comes out and says he's tucking in his shirt. What What did you see, Ben and Bria? What did y'all see in that situation? Then did you see the situation as far as Rudy Giuliani and the Borat movie? I didn't. I can't speak on it. No idea. But I'll I'll then. Yeah, I mean, I saw the I saw the clip. Um, I mean, I guess it's discretionary in, in a sense. Like it doesn't it doesn't it didn't look. Or maybe the maybe the clip I saw it didn't play out as long, so it mm-hmm. didn't look as like the meaning. It just looks like you know, it's something could have been going on there, so it's real iffy. And then um, just based off uh, the woman's response, it looks like it could have been like if if she was in the case of where it was something that go, went on, the way she worded it and the way in her interview kind of seems like maybe she could have been paid off or. Maybe it was swept under the rug type of thing, so mm-hmm. I don't know. But it, it definitely, it definitely seems a little fishy right there. Yeah. Well, Bree, you didn't see the clip. I, I, t- I tell you to go look at it. It's, it's a little disturbing. Um, but it's kind of like, ah, what's going on here? But pretty much, Rudy kind of got put in a compromising position where they pr- tried to prank him and like, you know, an interview's over. Let's go into the because it's like a hotel room. Let's go into the room and talk a little more. Mm-hmm. So he kind of got a little comfortable. Helped her take her mic off. And then he sat on the bed and kind of just laid back and his hands went in his pants. And then, ah. at, yeah, at that point, you know, the dude, the Borat character, his daughter, that's his daughter in real life, you know, he kind of steps in like, whoa, 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 chill, it's a prank. And then Rudy Giuliani came out and pretty much said, like, they misrepresented the situation and he was just kind of adjusting his shirt while laying back on the bed. Real political behavior. Real political behavior. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's switch gears real quick. Switch gears, yeah. Yeah. Um, how about how you feel about Odell getting getting banned from LSU, being that you're from Louisiana? Odell put LSU in a real <laughs> compromising position right there. Uh, it sucks because Justin Jefferson, the person he gave the money to, never probably stepped foot back on LSU campus after that. Um, but when you just kind of put money into a player's hand on national television right in front of the cameras, it's a bad look. But I also do think the LSU is using him as a scapegoat to because they because they're self-sanctioning themselves gotcha. for for infractions, and there are definitely a list of infractions on that list that have nothing to do with Odell Beckham. Gotcha. But by banning him, I feel like it puts a face. To the problem. Gotcha. Even though, like, now the problem is definitely written out. Like, if you go do your research, you'll see all the infractions that they're self-penalizing themselves for. Mm-hmm. But I think because of narrative and how they kind of presented it, I think Odell is definitely taken and falling on the sword for LSU. Yep. So I don't know. I don't I don't like that you will put your alum in that position. Like, to, because yeah. I think I, I, the, I, the institution can bounce back a lot more than a, than an individual. Mm-hmm. So I would have felt like if, as an alum, they they would have did more to protect his image and his name. Yeah, and at the same time, wrong place, Thanks. wrong place, wrong time. Definitely, absolutely. Don't put don't don't put the money on the in the mm-hmm. hands right after the, you know the win. It's always a level of responsibility and everything. That's why I say he he put him in a in a compromised position where they were able to get him. My dad always told me, "Don't let him get you." Yeah, he, he let him get him. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, shout out to uh, OBJ. OB uh, gets well. You know I mean? Oh, yeah, so didn't he? That very mm-hmm. tough week. Very unfortunate that, you know, ACL tear. How you feel about the yeah. the the money situation? Obviously, the ACL is just any – you don't wish injury on anybody, you know. So, uh, missing a season, 
the same week you find out, you know, your institution kind of threw you under the bus. Right. Really rough week. How you feel about Odell Beckham Jr.'s yeah. week? You know, that I, I this is one of my topics I'll talk about tonight. Uh, but I, I, it's unfortunate. You know, Odell, let's take it back a little bit farther. I mean, Odell was asked about the whole COVID situation. He said, me and COVID have, uh, you know, we have an understanding relationship that COVID's not going to get this body, right? Yeah. He put that out there. Right. And then we saw the, the suspension fall down. And then we saw the ATL. So my thing is just like, you know, definitely prayers up to him. Get well soon, you know. Um, but... That is a tough. It was a tough week and a half for him. Um, you know, you go back to that right there. But I mean, I, I think that he'll bounce back. You know, ACL injury. I thank God I never had one. You know, knock on wood. But um, it's not. You see players bounce back a lot quicker from them than what we That's did. True. You know, 10, 15 years ago. So and I mean, he's got the, the most elite training facilities and exactly. access to doctors and stuff. So, um, you know, I think he's gonna come back bigger better faster stronger and you know i think this might have been like a humbling thing although mm-hmm. you know i think him going to cleveland was a humbling thing yeah um I think, but i think he wants out for sure yeah, i mean it was probably it probably yeah. was cool you know to be there with one of your, your best friends and, and landry thing, yeah you know what i'm saying things like that but then to then you know get on the field and you're not necessarily getting the production you want you know it's not like you're having a, such a you know you're not, you're not having a bad season but you're not really Right, involved in the process of those games and, and winning those games, and and it's just very right. unfortunate that you know Baker put you in a bad position, and then you know ball gets intercepted, and then you you know you, you do what you need to do to you know try to help your team to try to make the tackle, and then very unfortunate you you know you you need buckle, but by that. but as you said though you know I was in college and I I realized like these ACL tears and stuff like that like people rehab a lot quicker. It's, it's, yeah. it's the turnaround is quicker than what people really think. In the recovery rate. Yeah, yeah. Definitely modern mm-hmm. sports medicine, man, has made it yeah. made bouncing back from injuries like are you you got K D coming back from Achilles injuries and and we ain't even you know, most people aren't even doubting the fact that he'll, you know, recover at least, you know, eighty, ninety percent and he gonna be, you know, the Kevin Durant that we used to see, you know, and back in the day, man, you tell you ACL, I remember back, you know, when I first started playing sports, the ACL tear was almost a career-ending injury. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, with no coming back at all. Yeah, like you, somebody mm-hmm. tore their ACL. You're like, they done. Now somebody tore their ACL. We'll see you in six right. months. Right. We'll see you in six months. Mm-hmm. Um, but one more right. thing. You know, I mean, it seems like. Go ahead. Go ahead. Mm. Oh, no, no. That's what I was just saying. It, I think it seems like it's been expedited, you know, just with the ACL and everything now. Right, right. Um, damn, I just lost my track. I just literally lost my train of thought. Help me out, Ben. Say okay. something. I literally just went blank. I saw a text. Okay, go ahead. Well, I go. I I go this way. Um, boxing. There we go. Gavante there we go. Davis. Save me. Gavante Davis. Saturday. Saturday. Against uh Leo Santa Cruz. So I think this is definitely going to be um is for Cruz is is definitely um a highlight of his career. Being like this first time, his first mm-hmm. time fighting on pay per view, um, probably one of the wealthiest mm-hmm. fights he'll be engaged in. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love what Floyd is doing with the camp as far as um, you know, as Tank being his protege, leading the way, showing him how to get that revenue, how yeah. to be dominant in in the sport itself. Um, so I think you know Saturday I'm looking for a big win out of Tank. I'm I'm, I'm teammate with all the way. Everybody underneath they band, I'm a ride with them. So. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, you can, it's hard to go. Against the, it's hard I agree. To go, it's hard to go against the money, man. All right, we got it. We got to let Bria go. Bria, before you go, who you got for the fight this weekend? Javante or Santa Cruz? Tank. Tank. I was listening Javante. to David. A lot of people told me that he don't, he don't, he he pick and choose and he hadn't fought the best fighter. So I'm gonna definitely tap into that fight and see good, him. A good fight for sure. But let's 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 break it down, Bria. I, I appreciate you wholeheartedly for coming through, tapping in with us, and and, and sharing some gems with us, and putting us on game, and, and and shining light on on what you you beautiful women got going over there on y'all side. Definitely gonna keep bringing people and telling people to tap in what y'all got going on. Uh, make sure y'all go out there and follow them on all social media platforms. Made for the W, made for the W.com. And um, anything else you want to leave the people with before we get out of here? Yeah, two things. I, first of all, I want to thank you all for having me on your platform. I lo- really love what you guys are doing, the conversation that you guys are having um, from one creator to another. You know, um, thank you. I mean, if I could offer a piece of advice. It's just, you know, don't stop, keep going, you know, and you guys truly are living your ancestors' wildest dreams, you know. So, you know, on those days that you don't feel like get, getting up and doing what you're doing, just continue to do what you're doing, you know, because it's a beautiful product that comes from it. So, again, thank you guys for having me. Um, as far as, like, kind of last thoughts, um, make sure you follow Made for the W on all social media platforms, as you mentioned. Follow me. Um, I am Bria Janelle um, on all social media. So that's I A M. B R I A Janelle J A N E L L E. Um, so yeah, so follow me there. Uh, that's all my sports stuff that you can keep up with, um, as far as like on the NBA side. Uh, and I'm a cool little, I guess, hosting things that I get to do. Um, and the last thing is make sure you tune in to Hot 107.9 on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I am the first and only woman in the country that does a sports uh segment. Um, on a hip hop show, which we have the number one uh, night show in the city and the number one syndicated show from six to ten, so let's or seven go. to midnight. So come on, it. let's go. Make sure now. Look now, I'm a bad. I ain't listened to the radio in a long time, but I'm gonna be on the radio Tuesdays and Thursdays. Make sure they know. Um, again, I appreciate you. I appreciate the kind words. Make sure y'all tap in, like she Absolutely. said. Um, just continue to support everybody. I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep reaching out. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna tap in now. You're gonna probably get tired of me because I'm gonna now. I'm gonna be focused. I'm gonna be locked in. You're gonna be okay. seeing me pop up. Make sure y'all follow us all. Can will made it. Make sure you follow my boy VH1 Miller on social media, man. Has been's podcast. Oh, you got I'm one. Gonna, gotta make a correction. I did change from VH1. I am now Ben Bugatti three. <laughs> <laughs> I am Ben Bugatti. Ben three. Bugatti three. He is now classy. He has stepped his game up. He is from VH1 to the Bugattis. And make sure y'all go out there and vote, man. I voted the day I drove two hours. I did mail it. I drove two hours a day to go vote. I waited an hour in line. So make sure y'all get out there and vote early. And make sure y'all get out there on November 3rd and vote, man. Because y'all know I can't tell you I'm in a bad contract, but we got to handle some business and get somebody out of there. Has been's podcast episode 10, man. We are. I mean, at this, if you do, <laughs> hey, I got to because if voting is, if voting is very go ahead. important. If uh, if you do the, if mail you got a dry bread, you can go ahead and go. If you got, we appreciate you. If you got to do your mail in, uh, your mail in ballots. Please take them to the post office so they can be stamped. They cannot yep. refuse those. You said what? Now? Bye, guys. Again, See, thank, you. Uh, thank, you. thank you. Sorry, thank you. All right, so, you take it easy. Tonight, a- hot one hundred seven tonight. Okay, we gonna tap in the hot one hundred seven tonight for sure. I will meet you there. All right, bye, guys. All right. Yeah. But yeah, definitely. Um, for all y'all that do the mail-in ballots, 
uh, take them to the post office so they can be uh, stamped by the post office. Oh my god! They cannot refuse those. Oh my gosh! I know what you wanted. What? Oh, what? What happened? I messed up a little bit. I think the. Oh, this is terrible. Bria gonna be mad. Well, I don't know if she's gonna be mad because the audio is there, but it definitely didn't record. Oh wow! It didn't record. That's terrible, Bria. I'm sorry. Bria, <laughs> it, it the audio is here. Right. But they just botched her video. It's okay. We're going to figure it out. Oh, no, it's over. It's over. Houston, we have a problem. My feelings hurt. It's always some shit. Ah! Hasman's Podcast, Episode 10. It's been real hard. It's always some type of mechanical malfunction in here. Hey, man. It's okay. It's 2020, so we're just going to keep pressing on. We're going to keep pressing on Hasman's Podcast, Episode 10. That's right. This is your hurt host, Cam Will. Hey, man, we just boy Bad Boo got away in here. I'm out. Oh, my feelings are hurt.